today we're going to talk about historic mortars. This is 7 Minutes of BS. Building science with a beat. So I could probably talk for three hours on mortar. <laughs> I'm Dan Morrison, editor of Pro Tradecraft, and you already know what Sarah Gray and I are talking yeah, about today. Yeah, we could go for much longer than seven minutes. Sarah is an engineer with RDH Building Science. So first let's talk about what mortar is. Okay. In short, mortar is a mixture of some or all of the following materials. You can have Portland cement. You can have sand. You can have lime. You can have clay. And more modern additives. So the cement and lime give the mortar strength. Sand gives it bulk and helps to reduce the shrinkage as wet mortar cures. Newer additives and admixtures are also available that can reduce the water needed to add strength to provide freezing protection or to improve bonding. And it's used to stick masonry units like brick, stone, terracotta, concrete block, or even adobe together to form panels or to form walls. Mortar is like the cookie part of a chocolate chip cookie. And the chocolate chips are like the bricks, except that brick walls are a lot more orderly than cookies. Where a cookie is just a yummy melted blob, mortar joints in a brick, block, or stone wall are much more regular. For small mortar joints, like between small bricks, use fine sand. For large joints, like in block or rock, use large sand. Larger sand provides more space between the particles for the mortar to act more like a cookie. In historic times, you know, in the 1800s or before, mortar was fairly weak. So that's why buildings built of brick and stone were not 30 or 40 stories tall, because the mortar just wasn't strong enough to hold the wall up. Also, lime takes a long time to cure, and in fact, years for lime mortars to cure. So you can't build a wall 30 or 40 stories tall with a lime mortar because it would just sag under its own weight. Early mortars, particularly in the south and southwest of the U.S., were actually made of earth or soil. So that's why I said that some mortars include clay. And other historic mortars were simply made of lime putty and sand. Whereas today, Portland cement and hydrated lime powder are used to give mortar strength. A lot of lime and less cement has a lower strength than a mortar with a lot of Portland cement and little or no lime. So there's a range of strengths. Mortar made with Portland cement is much stronger than lime mortar. Which is great. We can build taller walls thinner walls with these newer, stronger mortars. Strength to stand taller than a handful of stories was a big deal in the 20th century. But stronger isn't always better. It can be more brittle, for example, and less able to tolerate the give and take from geologic and climatic events. Uh, weaker mortar mixes actually give the wall some plasticity or movement so that the wall can move slightly without cracking or crumbling. So that's pretty cool. And in today's stronger cement mixes, we don't see that plasticity or, or give to mortar or to the wall. A common mistake of remodelers working on old 1800s farmhouses, for example, is to not realize that they need to match the new mortar to the old mortar. 
adding cement mortar to a lime mortar wall can be a problem in at least a few ways. If you add a stronger Portland cement mortar to that 1800s farmhouse, it doesn't necessarily make the wall stronger. It may be locally stronger where you put the new mortar. However, the newer mortar will also have less porosity. In other words, the Portland cement mortar will be less able to dry out if it gets wet. Old mortar allows moisture to exit. Portland cement mortar traps moisture inside. This can be a durability issue if moisture that used to be able to escape no longer can. It also allows the, the, the mortar to deteriorate preferentially. Meaning that the mortar is weaker than the brick so it is sacrificial in the efflorescence and weathering processes. The mortar will deteriorate under freeze-thaw or other uh, water action more quickly than brick and stone. And that's a good thing because mortar is cheaper and easier to repair or to replace than a brick or a stone or a piece of fancy terracotta. So summing it up, don't mix your mortars. If you're working on an old wall with sandy white lime mortar, mix a mortar to match it. If you have trouble, look for an old stonemason and ask them. Or find a young, passionate engineer like Sarah. Um, when we want to match historic mortars, we often dissolve out uh, some of the calcium carbonate and, and other materials and just look at the sand under a microscope to look at the shape and the color of those sand particles and then find a source of new sand for the new mortar that matches those old sand particles. I imagine there's also a color or aesthetic aspect. There's also a color about. and aesthetic aspect to think about. Older mortar that contains a lot of lime is typically whiter and typically shows a bit more of the sand texture. You guessed it, Portland cement mortar is much more gray than lime mortar. It can also have a slicker appearance than the sandy finish of a lime mortar, whether from big grains, small grains, round, or angular ones. Speaking of grains, be sure to avoid sea sand at all cost. The salt in the beach sand will deteriorate the mortar quickly. One last thing Sarah wanted to cover today is the frequent misuse of the term tuck pointing, which I'm guilty of myself. There's also a process called tuck pointing. And tuck pointing is actually a very special practice of mortar where you use um, an, a, a first type of mortar, etch out um, a groove in that first layer of mortar and install a second layer of mortar that can be a different color to give it a, a special appearance. So one of the things that make me cringe is when I hear people say, oh, we're going to tuck, tuck point the wall that's deteriorated. And in fact, you're not tuck pointing it because you're not doing this ornamental mortar work. When you repair a masonry wall, it's actually called repointing. So you're taking out the outer layer of mortar to install a full new uh, joint of mortar to make the wall more watertight or to address some deterioration. So repointing and tuck pointing are actually two different things. So there's your fun fact, Dan. That was a fun fact, tacked on to a slick little lesson about building science. Remember, you get paid for what you do and what you know. 
Now you know a little bit more about mortar and what can go wrong if you mix up the wrong stuff. So now do this. Subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Google. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and a positive review. I'd like to thank Sarah Gray and RDH Building Science Laboratories for participating in this award-winning podcast and encourage them to keep it up. Seven Minutes of BS is a production of the SGC Horizon Media Network.